What's news to you? It ain't news to me. What's news to you? What's news to you? It ain't news to me. Welcome back to the Andrea Brown Podcast. I want to thank everyone for the support and love that has been shown for the show over the past week. It's been really, really amazing. So if you share this podcast with a friend, if you liked a post, or if you made a post on social media, consider this your personal thank you. This show means a lot to me and I'm hopeful that it can be a resource for you. I do it for the love. (laughs) So let's jump right into this week's episode because just like bills and taxes, the news does not stop. Here we are less than a week away from the election and just like last week, I'm tired of talking about it. But I also know that it's important to continue talking about what's at stake here. There's so much on the line that has nothing to do with the actual office of the president. And that's what I'd like to talk about as we kick this episode off. Now, I was scrolling through Facebook comments the other morning and I noticed someone comment on a popular artist post about voting that there was, quote, no one to vote for. And let me tell you something, friend. I truly, truly get it. Both of the major party choices are underwhelming to say the least and I can in theory understand why you wouldn't want to vote for either of them but choosing not to vote in the upcoming election has more far-reaching consequences than just who occupies the White House. This election is not a game and I don't want you to think that it is or that your vote doesn't matter. In fact, I want you to hear this moment from a vice chat between progressive and conservative women in which a former Bernie supporter explains why she wound up voting for Trump in 2016. I just really did not like um, Hillary Clinton. You know, I actually um, also did a lot of um, community work for Bernie Sanders as well. And I I, I don't know, I was in this, I literally sat in the voting booth for like, it was a long time. I honestly didn't even think he was gonna win. So part of it was a kind of a joke. But but again, I, I, again, I, I don't know, but, well, I want to speak to the privilege that that holds for that election to be a joke for you, right? Well, like, it wasn't really a joke. I was like, you, you know, just said it. <laughs> well, let me let me rec- let me recant what I meant by a joke. You know, I didn't like either party. You know, I think it was like I, if Bernie Sanders was on the ticket, I would have voted for Bernie Sanders because I really did at the time really love. What he, sta- what he stood for because, you know, he really did a lot of grassroots and I related to him as a Jewish American and I thought that socialism was the answer. And then, you know, but then when Hillary, what happened with Hillary Clinton when she stole the election from him, you know, I just couldn't vote for, for her just because she was a woman. So I, I did vote for Trump. Why but not again, write in? Because that's not, that's a wasting a vote. But it was a joke. But it was a joke vote, so. <laughs> right. With everything that's in me, I am begging you. Do not be this girl. And I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm telling you that you should use your power wisely. Don't let anyone take it from you. See, politics are hyper-local. When you go to vote in the upcoming election, you're also making your voice heard on who you want to represent you locally. That's city council people, congressional and state representatives, senators. All of those have a huge impact 
and dare I say more of an impact on you personally than whoever is sitting in the Oval Office. Donald Trump or Joe Biden won't be responsible for fixing that raggedy street with the potholes that sent you to the tire shop. And you say you want better opportunities for your kids, funding for after school programs. Yeah, more than likely that is not coming from the feds. You have to make sure you know who you're voting for and vote your interests. If you don't do it for you, do it for the kids, man. They need it. If you've been living under a rock or you've just been disconnected from the world of politics, first of all, I'd like to say that is okay. This is a safe space and that's what I'm here for. I do want you to know that we have a brand new Supreme Court justice taking place of the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, AKA the notorious RBG. Her name is Amy Coney Barrett and she was sworn in late Monday night after the Republican majority Senate confirmed her with a vote of 52 to 48. Because our president is truly a TV producer at heart, he also, late Monday evening, had a televised swearing in for Justice Barrett with hundreds in attendance at the White House. Now, unlike her nomination event, which infamously became a COVID super spreader event, people that came were seated and socially distanced with masks, although the White House is experiencing a second wave of COVID infections right now. Now, Justice Barrett spent two years practicing law. She never tried a case. Most of her private practice work was civil, not criminal. She's never ever argued an appeal. She's never ever argued before the Supreme Court. She spent 15 years teaching and only began serving as a judge in 2017 after her federal appointment by President Trump. She has, however, written extensively about her interpretation of the law, which is what's giving many people pause because she's previously let her religious beliefs, and she's Catholic by the way, drive her interpretation of the law. And when she was sworn in, she tried to inspire a little confidence. Here's what she had to say to the American people. My fellow Americans, even though we judges don't face elections, we still work for you. It is your constitution that establishes the rule of law and the judicial independence that is so central to it. The oath that I have solemnly taken tonight means at its core that I will do my job without any fear or favor and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. I mean, I guess it's left to be seen, right? But if there's one thing I've learned from this whole situation, it's that if you want the job, you should probably just go ahead and apply for it because clearly experience is a non-starter. It absolutely does not matter anymore. You know what also doesn't matter? Democrats' feelings, clearly because the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and President Trump pushed this nomination through with no regard for any type of precedent. It's controversial. It got the people going, to say the least. And why is it controversial, you might ask? Hmm. Let's run some facts because we love facts. <laughs> Here's the first one. Donald Trump was impeached. That is a fact. Donald Trump did not win the popular vote in 2016. 
that too is a fact. And Donald Trump is responsible for several justices on the Supreme Court now. Hmm, the math is just not mathing for me there. But that's the way our American political system is set up. I've sat down and I've thought about this and I can honestly understand why some people would vote for the president. And I somewhat touched on it last week. Donald Trump came in and he shook the table. He ran on a platform of being an outsider and had built a brand around being a successful businessman and that specific aesthetic. He also took some pretty racist thoughts that were typically just shared around the dinner tables and in back rooms and branded them as mainstream anti-political correctness, an extension of the First Amendment, if you will. And that's why we get statements like this one from his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. And again, one thing we've seen in a lot of the, 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 the black community, which is mostly Democrat, is that uh, President Trump's policies are the policies that can help people break out of the problems that they're complaining about. But he can't want them to be successful more than they want to be successful. Whew. Tell us how you really feel, Jared. Now we're playing into the trope that black people, while expressing discontent with the current policy affecting their lives, are just complaining and lazy? Hmm. Now, while I know that's not true, don't you for one second think that he's alone in these sentiments. The problem is that when they're validated by people in power, it emboldens people around the country to do the same, which could result in violence if they run across the right one. And honestly, who really wants that? Hmm. So what's the solution? I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't have one. But give me some time and I feel like I can come up with something because it seems that we've fallen into a cycle of invalidation of black pain. And while we're on the topic, let's just talk about it. On Monday, police shot and killed a black man named Walter Wallace Jr. in Philadelphia. Police were responding to a call of a man with a knife and when they arrived on the scene, they found Wallace with a knife and agitated. Based on the social media video of the incident, Wallace's mother tried to shield him from the two officers who arrived to defuse the situation with guns drawn, but eventually wound up firing on him as he walked toward them with his, with his knife and with his mother begging for them not to shoot. Now, his family has since said that Wallace suffered from mental health issues and was having a particularly rough time. Of course, protests exploded and those protests have turned violent since Monday night with at least 12 officers being injured, buildings and cars being set on fire and businesses being looted. Now, while I don't condone the violence or the looting really, I will also not use those things that I'm not a fan of to try to invalidate the reason behind them. It's easy to say, hey, you shouldn't do this. But people are tired of violence being the first response when it comes to dealing with black people. As I've said before, there seems to be two ways to respond. And some people are presumed innocent while others are presumed to be guilty. Now, I personally wrote about this in the Houston Chronicles opinion section back in May, but I'm tired of violence. I'm tired of violence against black bodies being consumed as trauma porn. There's literally not another reason to watch a video of someone being executed by the police. It never changes. And until there's some type of reform, like 
dispatching social workers or mental health workers to calls like the one that resulted in the death of Walter Wallace, we're going to have the same results, period. We need a real resolution, and it's not just going to be in the vote. There absolutely has to be action on all sides, and we need everybody. Now, is that pie in the sky? (laughs) Maybe, but I have no choice but to be hopeful that we as Americans can find some kind of common ground for the betterment of our country. I want to switch gears for a little bit to discuss something that has really divided the internet, specifically Black Twitter, and it was a conversation about Birkin bags. Never mind the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and an economic crisis, but people spent a large portion of last week arguing about $10,000 handbags, which most people having the conversation can't even afford. It all started with this clip from rapper Sweetie, who said this. Um, if you're not getting you a bargain, if you're not paying for your bill, If you missed what she said, she said this. If your man isn't buying you Birkins or paying your bills, throw that man back to the streets. Listen, guys, as a single black woman, I can tell you that I am not looking for anyone to pay my bills right now. Actually, I'm of the opinion that a woman should have her own thing. But I also won't knock a woman for choosing uh, that life. Get it how you live, sis, but I will say this. You have to play the game at your level. Put it like this. If you need a car, some people are going to buy a Camry. Some people are going to buy a Bentley. The type of maintenance you need on a Bentley, it's not necessary on a Camry. There are levels to everything. And some things just don't apply to you. And I would discuss the fact that capitalism has caused many of the problems that we have today in America, especially black America. But that's another talk for another day. Let's just say that some things don't apply to you. And that's why I would hope that all my people would take Sweetie's words with a grain of salt. She is a rapper dating a multi-platinum rapper-producer, a multi-millionaire named Quavo. And Quavo of the Migos has the range to do that. If you're trying to figure out what you can skip a few payments on in order to get a bag, you do not have the range to do that. It's literally okay to say, hey, you know what? I can't afford that. Play at the level that you can afford. If that means you can afford something from the coach outlet, cool. If that means you can afford something from TJ Maxx, excellent. If that means you cannot afford a bag, that's cool too. Rock it with pride. And if your wallet doesn't talk Birkin, Gucci, or Chanel, it's cool. Do not allow what you see on Instagram or hearing songs get you out of pocket. People go broke every day trying to keep up. There is absolutely nothing wrong with doing what you can. Because honestly, who are you impressing? Those people aren't going to donate to your GoFundMe when you can't make the rent. 
so do you and if you're cool with yourself baby be that because we all know that innovation is born out of lack create your thing and make it pop because we need your flyers well that's all for this week on the Andrea Brown podcast I hope you learned something new and will walk away with something to think about I'll include links to all the things that I referenced in this episode, including the clips that I played. You know, when we meet again next week, there's a high chance that the world is going to be totally different. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can guarantee you that I'll be here to recap the week with you all, tell you the truth, and hopefully give you something that inspired you. You can follow me on all social media channels at I am Andrea Brown. And if you enjoy the show, please do me the great favor of subscribing and rating the show on your preferred digital service provider. Until next week, keep your eyes open.